After sailing for more than a month, a Chinese research vessel involved in extensive seabed mapping activities south of the Indian Peninsula is now in the Maldives. In fact, it's docking at Malé at a time of tension between India and the Maldives. Now, the vessel that you see is the vessel in question. It's called the Jiangyang Hong 3. It sailed from Sanya in China on the 16th of January. Now, this was the precise location of the ship in Maldivian waters earlier today, just a short distance away from Malé. Now, in an interview to NDTV last week, the Chief of Navy Staff, Admiral Hari Kumar, had said that seabed mapping activities by Chinese vessels in the Indian Ocean could facilitate the operation of Chinese submarines in the region. Open source intelligence analysts who've been tracking the movement of the Jiangyang Hong 3 have indicated the particular area of the ocean that the ship was involved in research operations uh, is in fact marked in this graphic. It is in fact the latest deployment by a Chinese research vessel in waters off the coast of India. But this is hardly a one-off situation with the Chinese. They've been mapping the waters of the Indian Ocean for the last several years. Take a look at this. The areas that you see there are areas where they've been operating. Now, since 2019, the Chinese have deployed an array of ships to monitor areas in the Bay of Bengal and areas southeast of Sri Lanka. Significantly, they've also deployed in areas of the coast of Abdul Kalam Island, where India tests missiles. Importantly, the entry of the ship into waters of the Maldives comes at a time of tension between Mali and Delhi. Last month, several Maldivian opposition leaders called for a no-confidence motion against the government of Mohammed Muzza, opposing his pro-China policy and objecting to the growing isolation of India. Well, joining us now, Vice Admiral Anil Kumar Chawla, the former Flag Officer Commanding-in-Chief of the Southern Naval Command of the Indian Navy. Thanks sir, very much for being with us. It's not the first time that the Chinese have employed research vessels, as they call them, in the waters of the Indian Ocean. Um, why would these vessels be deployed in the first place? Uh, there are a huge number of reasons, actually. Uh, you know, it's uh, very famously stated that the bottom of the sea is less known to mankind than the surface of the moon. And uh, uh, they cover 70% of the surface of the earth. So beneath the seas lie, uh, you know, a huge trove of riches, uh, including uh, uh, mineral modules, including gas nodules. Uh, it, it includes, uh, uh, you know, data for uh, oceanography, for, uh, which can help in a variety of things, including the operation of submarines. Uh, it includes, uh, you know, fisheries research, uh, the entire gamut of blue economy, which is being talked about today, uh, which has a huge potential, it's untapped potential. So there are a large number of reasons why oceanographic research is, is being conducted. Admiral, uh, the Chinese Navy has seen unprecedented growth. There has been no Navy in recent history which has grown at this pace. I believe it's now technically the largest Navy in the world. And a large part of that, or a substantial part of that, is uh, submarine building as well. Uh, when you talk about submarine operations in the Indian Ocean, uh, facilitated possibly by these research vessels and their seabed surveys, uh, is it a huge concern for India? If not now, then certainly in the future? Absolutely. You know, the uh, type of research that the Chinese research ships have been doing, uh, in, in fact, uh, since 2010, it's well documented. There were a few forays before that also. But essentially, 2010 onwards has been... Uh, seen an increase and 14 onwards has seen a substantial increase. Yeah. And uh, the reason for that is because the Chinese interest in the oceans, they have a two ocean uh, 
uh, policy, which includes the Pacific and the Indian Ocean. Uh, and uh, uh, this is the ocean space from the Arctic to the Antarctic that they seek to dominate as per their doctrine. And that is the area in which they seek to dominate for exploitation of resources, for uh, trade, uh, for uh, overseas markets, uh, and for their protection of their sea lines of communication and, and their defense needs in general. With the stated aim, clearly stated aim of becoming the sole superpower by 2049. That's the 100th year of the uh, establishment of the People's Republic of China. Uh, so the entire uh, issue of underwater research is tied to many things and, and the nuclear submarines is one of them, but now increasingly also underwater drones, underwater gliders, because unmanned uh, craft are uh, emerging in big time uh, in, in each dimension of, of warfare and of research as well. Uh, so this has uh, huge implications both militarily and economically. Admiral, uh, one of the areas where they did uh, surveys a few years back was off the coast of Vizag, well off the coast, but still directly uh, adjacent to uh, Vizag, if you will, in uh, the Bay of Bengal. So it's not just in the well south of the Indian Peninsula or south of Sri Lanka. It's well within the Bay of Bengal as well that they've been probing. And all we can actually do is watch because these are international waters. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they have also been operating close to the Andamans. Uh, you know, the Indian Navy has taken proactive action uh, several times to escort, as we call it, them out of uh, the Indian EZ. But as you rightly said, uh, the international law does not prohibit this. But then when somebody comes uh, snooping, I, as I would, uh, I think snooping is a, is a strong word, but I think it's the apt word. Yes. Uh, and uh, I would say uh, similarly that if, if an Indian research vessel were to go in a similar manner to the South China Sea around a Chinese coast, they would uh, obviously, uh, you know, take objection uh, to this. So what we really need to do is firstly, of course, watch it, uh, watch it with maturity. Uh, I don't think we should, uh, you know, indulge in any unnecessary hysteria or this, but we should be very careful in observing what they're doing and in, in seeing that, uh, you know, our own capabilities in this, in this field and our own uh, capacity for oceanographic data collection, etc., is built up. Uh, because data is the new oil today. So apart from military purposes, you know, China is one of the five countries in the world which has a node of oceanographic, global oceanographic data collection. Unfortunately, India is, doesn't have a node as yet. We need to pursue that. And so this data will be worth a lot of money also in the future. Uh, it is also, uh, you know, uh, uh, important to point out that China has a, a monopoly, virtually a monopoly in underwater cables, undersea cables. So this research also helps in laying cables and cables today have a multiple of purposes, not just internet communication, uh, which is the innocent part of it, but there are many other military applications that these cables are used for. So uh, I think uh, it bears watching the areas in which they operate, why they're coming there, because they're not operating everywhere. And uh, I think that is being done uh, by the Navy. And it's not just a single class of ship, because we've seen much larger vessels also come in, dock in Hambantota last year, um, you know, uh, vessels which could actually potentially monitor the trajectory of missiles fired during tests by India of Abdul Kalam Island. Um, so it's an entire gamut of, uh, of snooping, uh, which the Chinese are involved in. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, frankly, uh, this, uh, you know, while much is being made of the port call, though it is ostensibly for the purpose of uh, operational turnaround or logistics support, etc. 
the more important thing is to watch their monitor them while they are at sea. Yes. And they've been spending very long periods at sea. In in some cases, more than 270 days out of 365, uh, you know, almost round the year monitoring in various climatic conditions, etc. Uh, also, what happens is that when these ships visit uh, various ports in the Indian Ocean region, uh, they, you know, any any ship visit is a is a uh, is like an ambassadorial visit. Uh, so you can uh, get the local scientific and the naval community on board. You can sort of engage them and, and try and build uh, bridges of friendship, etc. Uh, and particularly with regard to Maldives, it's important to remember in 2018, uh, President Yamin, the then President Yamin had uh, signed a protocol to build a ocean observation station at a place called Makunudu, yes. uh, you know, which is, uh, which is not uh, very far from the Minikoi island. This is in the northern uh, Maldives. And uh, fortunately for India, this did not happen. And while that was, uh, you know, publicly stated for climate and marine ecology research and, and civilian purposes. But once you have a research station, there are many other purposes and equipment that can be installed. Uh, you know, which uh, which can be put to other uses as well. All right, Admiral, thanks very much for, uh, you know, telling us a little bit more about what the Chinese may actually be doing in these waters. Uh, the Indian Ocean is is uh, alive now to the presence of the Chinese. It's something that we have not recognized, uh, certainly not to a larger audience, but hopefully uh, we should take note of this now. Thank you very much indeed, sir, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having